Welcome to today's BCOG online podcast episode. These weekly sermons are a part of the growing online ministry of God. Buford Church of God is a growing multi-campus and multicultural Pentecostal church north of Atlanta. We are reaching people around the world to see lives transformed through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in with us and enjoy today's episode with Senior Pastor Joey Grizzle. Please remain standing. Genesis 18 verse 1, Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre, and as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day, so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, Three men were standing by him, and when he saw them, he ran from the tent to meet them, bowed himself to the ground before them, and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will bring a morsel of bread, and you may refresh your hearts, all of you, all three of you, and after that you may pass by, inasmuch as you have come to your servant. And they said with one voice, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes, which loosely translated in English means biscuit. Praise the Lord. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter. Hallelujah. Somebody talk to me. Milk. And the steak, which he had prepared, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? Say amen at the reading of God's word. You may be seated. I want to uh, say several things that are controversial before I get to, I guess, the point that is relevant to our spiritual walk. The foundation of theology is right here in this chapter. It is amazing how much theology God established in just a few verses. For those of you who study the Word, you can feel the theological weight of this passage. There's a a lot of moving parts. For example, let's go ahead and get controversial. God is not vegan. I don't mind if you're vegan. Looking around, I don't see many that are vegan. You can be vegan. It's a healthy choice. We support you. Thank God for you. But don't blame it on God. There's a lot of people that don't go to the Bible for their theology. They go to their pop culture and their social media. And you get into trouble. It's one thing to have a diet, but it's another thing to extrapolate from Scripture some philosophical view of life that's not based upon the Word of God. Abraham made a steak with milk and butter and biscuits. And God ate it. There's a lot of theological questions that are answered in this passage. That happens to be one simple thought. Let me go a bit more complex. This is the foundation of our theology of the Trinity. This is the beginning of our image of what God looks like. This is the establishment of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There are some who would say, well, this is just the Father and two angels. That's not the way I read the Scripture. For Abraham worshipped all three of them. Angels will not receive worship. Abraham spoke to all three of them. 
and said, refresh your hearts. He was having a conversation with three. And they responded in unison to accept his invitation and command him and to tarry and fellowship with him. We did not invent the idea of there being a trinity in heaven. Abraham did. He met God. The first verse says that he, the Lord revealed himself to Abraham. And when he opened his eyes, there were three men. We know this is carried out in the New Testament when Jesus was baptized. The Bible says when Jesus came up out of the water, that God spoke from heaven and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. There were three distinct personalities conversing at that moment. We don't believe that God was manifest as the Father in the Old Testament, manifest as Jesus in the Gospel, and then manifest as the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. We believe that God has always been three in one. He has always been in concert with Himself. From everlasting to everlasting, in the beginning there was Jesus, who's the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's also important for you to know that it's three men. Not two men and a girl. Not three women. Pastor, I'm offended. Well, then just find a different religion. But you don't have to rewrite the Bible because you don't like the way God does things. You don't have a right to bend what's written in the Word. It says what it says. And there's a lot of people that are trying to manipulate God's image and trying to say it's appropriate to pray to Mother God, regardless of what Jesus said. Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Jesus was not the daughter of God, and he's not the sister of the church. He is the Son of God, the living God. And he said about the Holy Spirit, it's expedient that I go away. For if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will direct your paths. He will give you the gifts of the kingdom. Somebody talk to me. You don't have a right to pick God's pronouns. Well, Pastor, God is spirit, and gender is only of the flesh. I bind that spirit of false doctrine in the name of Jesus. When God created man and woman, he created them different. We were formed out of mud, women out of prime rib. It's the truth. We were created different. We were tempted different. We sinned for different reasons. We were cursed different. And in the New Testament, we have different commandments. Gender goes to the soul. When you go to heaven, you will be known as you were known. God decides how he is presented. He decides the nature of himself. Well, pastor, he's a shapeshifter. He's, he's a little amoeba. He can be whatever he wants to be. That's not true. The Bible says, I am the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Behold, I am the Lord, and I change not. 
all good things come down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God does not adjust who he is because of the gender confusion of the American church. I don't care if you did read the book, The Shack, and cry at the end when the Holy Spirit was revealed as a woman. Well, pastor, it had to be God because I was crying. Heaven knows that good theology is based on whether or not you're emotional. But pastor, I really loved the book. Well, in the words of the great American theologian, Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? Truth and the nature of God is not adjusted because of your new friends and your cool outlook and your social media. God is the same. His word will not be changed. Not one period, not one exclamation, nothing in this word will be moved or adjusted until all is fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word will not pass away. Well, I don't like that. I want to pray to Mother God because women have been abused and I need a mother in heaven. Well, if you need a mother in heaven, then invent another religion. But he's our father in heaven. And you don't have a right to define Christianity based upon pronouns or sexual preferences in your own life. It says what it says. It is what it is. Somebody help me talk about it. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord that's revealed in Scripture, if it seems like a travesty to serve the God that's manifest in the book of Genesis, then choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and the Buford Church of God, we will serve the Lord as revealed by His Holy Word. We stand on the Word of God. The Trinity is revealed. The identity, the manifestation of personality is revealed in this particular passage. And I also want to say this, since I'm on a soapbox. I'm tired of the accusation against Christianity that we are somehow misogynist and male chauvinist and bigots. It's not true. First thing God said to Abraham when this conversation progressed, he looked at him and said, Where's your wife? Somebody talk to me. First thing God wanted to know is, why are you out here by yourself? He thinks just like I do. We don't let men wander around unsupervised on the property. This is not just for you. This is for her as well. There has never been a moment when the Bible is rightly divided and read in the way God intended for you to read it that women have been second-class citizens. That is a false accusation from hell, and I come against it in the name of Jesus. Well, pastor, if we don't have a female goddess that we can pray to or a priestess in heaven, then somehow our women will be diminished. That's not true. You go to any nation that bows down to a goddess, it does not lead to women's rights. It leads to sexual exploitation. When you do it God's way, 
It leads to human rights. It leads to real social justice. It leads to the things that we're fighting for, but you can't get it because you tear stuff down and protest the right politician and start throwing things at police officers. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. You've got to get back to Genesis and do it the way God said to do it. And he is our Father who is in heaven, who loved us so much that he sent his only begotten Son. And now the Spirit of the Father is amongst us. And I appreciate the revelation. And I will not submit God's revelation to our cultural demands. When you start manipulating God, you invent a cult. In this house, we read the Bible. And we submit to the authority of God's word. And I like the way God said it. Go get your wife. This is not just for you. This is for her. I didn't just call Abraham. I called Sarah. Matter of fact, when that woman breaks the alabaster box, leave her alone. Don't trouble the woman, for she's done what she could before my burial. Matter of fact, rewrite the whole story. Wherever you tell them about this woman, make sure you tell them about me. I'll go a step further. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. God doesn't create racism. God doesn't create bigotry. God doesn't create male chauvinism. It is the man that interprets God wrongly that did those things. But God has always treated red, yellow, black, and white, male and female, with the divine glory of writing your name down in the Lamb's book of life, clothing you in his majesty, giving you purpose and a calling. God has a reason for you to be in the kingdom of God. Am I right about it? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Nobody's in the back of the bus in God's kingdom. We all get our own white horse. Bible says that we all get our own horse. Got our own Harley Davidson. Yes, sir. I believe when you call on God's name, you don't have to take a second-class position to anybody else in the kingdom. When you, even the least in the kingdom of God is considered greater because they call on the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. You know what part of this story that means the most to me? You ready for this? I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting rid of some theological stupid that attacks people's lives. God is not... A great big clockmaker that wound up the universe and then took a little theater seat, eating popcorn, watching the world play out while he does nothing. Not true. I know that because of this story. He came to Abraham's house. Anybody glad that he came to your house? See, I wasn't looking for him. He was looking for me. I wasn't chasing God. God was chasing me. We have an ever-present help in our time of need. 
He's not way up there while we're way down here in the mud. No, sir, we have a God who came down to earth to get in the mud with us. He was crucified on Calvary, bathed us in his manifest power and glory. God is among us where two or three are gathered together in his name. He is right there in the middle of them. When you showed up, he showed up. When you call on his name, heaven hears you. I know my God comes to my house. I thank God for that great eternal picture. Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. And if anybody will open the door, I will come in and be seated at the table of their life and we will fellowship one with another. We have a personal God. We have a God who knows the very numbers of the hairs on our head. God knows us. He cares for us. He's connected to us. He wants to talk to you. He wants to visit with you. He wants to come by your house and spend time with you. Somebody give God praise, give God praise, give God praise. But the greatest point of this passage is not just the theological foundation of the church. It is, in my opinion, the theological foundation of worship. How God likes for you, listen to me, to talk you, you He wants you to talk Him into staying. Now, girls, y'all know how that works. I get pop quizzes all the time. And I've started passing more than I fail. But it took some time, didn't it, Jared? Are you still flunking? All right. It'll be all right. We got the altars open here in just a minute. But I, I mean, you get little pop quizzes. Honey, does this... Does this jacket make me look fat? Let me tell you something, fellas. I don't care if she's knocking lamps over. Don't you answer that question wrong. Am I right? But women, women will test you. Hey, baby, I'm going to go to this little deal. If you want to go, let me know. Well, I'll go if you want me to go. What? I mean, you can go. I mean, it's no problem. If you want to go, work it out, and we'll, we'll both go. Yeah, but do you, if you don't want me to go, I'm not going to go. I didn't say I didn't want you to go. Well, you didn't say you wanted me to go. I just asked you. You just asked me if I wanted to go. You didn't say, I want you to go. You said, do you want to go? That's not the same thing. And it's not what you say. It's how... Women, they know they want to go, but they want to know that you want them to go. They want you to want them to want to go. They want you to want to want to want them to want to go. You've got to know how many of those wants are involved with the conversation. Or you can get in some serious trouble. Any man in here ever dug your way out of that hole? That's how my wife went to Africa. Talked her into it. 
I've learned this a long time ago. Baby, I want you to go to Africa. You don't really want me to go to Africa. I'm going to be a burden. I'll be a fifth wheel. You, I'm the girl. You'll just have to. No, no, but I really want you to go. No, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going to go. Next day, sweetie, you need to go with me to Africa. I need somebody to go with me. I don't, no, I think you're going to. You'll have fun there with Coleman. Y'all can go do all the fun things. You guys can climb mountains and do all that stuff. And, and you don't want me there. I do really want you there. I want you, I want you to be there, baby. And I, and I kept going. God, this is a long test. It's a final exam. So eventually, she had a vision from the Lord, and she came in there. She goes, you know what? I really do think that God wants me to go to Africa. I'm going to go with you. My first response, oh, <laughs> He wants you to talk him into it. Your problem is you letting him walk out. You spend more time trying to talk people in to stand at your house than you do God trying to stay in your heart. You know, I always, my sister and Todd, they come to my house and they bring the kids and, and then they'll, they'll want to leave. They'll, they'll have to get everybody home. And, and I'll say, no, 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 hold on now. We got one more movie. We haven't even watched the, the first part of that. Let's just watch that one part. It's one part. Mia, go bake. Let's, let's get some cookies baking. We bake some cookies. And then bake. Oh, we got to eat the cookies. Look, the cookies got 20 minutes. Just, just 20 more minutes. Start the fire. S'mores. Finally, Todd, it's midnight. <laughs> I, like the what, I like the way Abraham did it. Hey, hey, hey. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, don't leave. I'll, uh, I'll wash your feet. Just sit right there. Take your shoes off. Get comfortable. Yeah, that's all right. There you go. That's it. I'll go get some water. We'll wash those feet. We'll refresh, and, and, and I'll, I'll make you some bread. Go get a steak. Don't tell him about the steak. That'll take a while. Just get the bread coming. Get the appetizer. Get the salads moving. Salad is not food. <laughs> Salad is a promissory note. It says good things to you. It says sit right here. Good things are coming. So he, he gets them started with the appetizers. They run. They get the, the rest of the food. They bring it out there. Just sit right here. I want to talk to you. Hey, you're having a good time. Right, just refresh yourself. Let me wash your feet. Just, just stay with me. Just a minute here. Just talk to me. And I don't want you to leave. Go get your wife. She's going to have a baby. See, if you keep God around long enough... He'll do God stuff in your life. I got two examples of this in my own life. One, and don't tell him, Mark Rutland. Mark Rutland has been a hero of my life forever, which tells you how old he is. <laughs> He's probably going to watch this. But I've always looked up to him, and, and, and when he had a break in the calendar, and, and especially when COVID hit, I was right there. Hey, why don't you come to Beaufort Church of God? We'll put you on Wednesday night. Well, what are you doing on Wednesday nights? Well, nothing right now, but we'll get a crowd. Somebody will show up, and we'll sing some songs, and why are you want me to do that? I want you to just, I just feel like God's going to, and before I'm talking to him, and then he starts liking the church, and then he hires my brother. You know, he hired my brother before he, you know, I don't know if I, it's not fair. 
I go to lunch. We go to, matter of fact, we go to dinner. He says, I want, Pastor, before I preach this big event for the church of God, I want to have dinner with you. Oh, great. Make sure you bring your wife. All right. So we go there, and we're sitting there. Mark Redling's sitting right there, my hero, and he's looking at me. And You, want, you like that? I'm getting the appetite. Hey, bring you some, more, some water. It's good. Yeah, we're, we're so glad you're at the church. So good. He goes, that's great. Uh, me, I need to talk to you. That devotion you had for the offering about Cain and Abel, did you read that in the book? No, I, I didn't. You came up with that on your own? Yes, sir. God has his hand on your life. You've got an anointing, young lady. You need to start writing this stuff down. God's got a call. I'm sitting over there. But we kept him around. Then he comes to me and says, can I move my school to your church? Your staff can attend. They can be trained. Matter of fact, I'll train the people of your church. NICL. Then the ladies' ministries of this Bible study group, they see Mark Rutland's name on the sign. So they come in, they say, Mark Rutland's here. We're going to attend. They're sitting in our sanctuary going, this church will hold three or 400 ladies. Why don't we just move our ministry to this house? And then one by one, my desire to hold on will not let you go till you bless me. Now the whole church gets blessed because we restrained a person with high anointing in their life. You know, I was in Africa. It's heartbreaking. I'll be honest with you. I'm watching that video. It's just, it's just there's something. You know, I've been doing missions now for four or five years, and I don't know what happened to me then, but it just changed, and now I'm just a globetrotter. And I go to Kenya, and people say, does it feel weird being in another country? Not anymore. It feels like Georgia to me. Where's the barbecue? I'm just in another country meeting people. It doesn't feel surreal anymore. And so I'm just going around and I'm meeting these kids and they all ask the same thing. They'll come out and they'll meet you. They go, how long can you stay? Are you, you going to stay? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to stay. I want to show you something. Don't leave. I, wanna, I want you to see this blanket that we have, that we made this art. Yeah, we're going to sing one more song, one more song. It'll be all we're gonna, we just don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to be right here. And I'm like, yeah, I'll stay right here. And it broke my heart the last day we were on campus. And these, these girls, they walked up to us. Are you coming back? Are you going to come back to Kenya? Yes, I'm coming back. When? We want to know exactly when. We want to put it on the calendar. you got to tell us when you're coming back. Coleman looked at me. He says, don't say it if you don't mean it. They'll write it down. Please stay with us. Please just hang around with us. I want you to just get this image. Here I am, pastor of Buford Church of God, one of the greatest churches in the church of God. I have thousands of dollars in my pocket that you've raised to take to that country. The general overseer of Kenya has already met with me and felt like God called me to preach their next general assembly. He's asking me, please come back, preach the national assembly. We feel like God has sent you to our nation. I don't even speak Swahili. I represent Buford Church of God. Thousands of dollars in my pocket, hundreds of thousands of dollars in our annual budget. I'm on the state council of the Church of God. I have conversations with our state bishop about the direction of the funds for the state office. I have connections with Cleveland, resources, Mark Rutland's connections in Africa, serving orphans worldwide. I'm standing there with more resources than they have connected to their entire family unit. 
And while they're clinging to me, please don't leave. Please spend time with us. I do what all of us do. Go buy all these babies some shoes. Coleman, here's some money. Just, just buy, buy them all some shoes. Matter of fact, get them two pairs of shoes. Get all these girls some brand new dresses right here. We need a new soccer goal. Get them a new soccer goal. We'll put the soccer over there. We'll raise the money right here. Don't you worry about it. Go, get all these babies some pizza. We're going to have us a party. They're going to know God loves them. Matter of fact, we're going to build us some new buildings. We're going to build us a youth camp over here. And before long, I, with all of the resources that back up my life, have committed myself and my ministry to partnering with them to make sure they go to college and they eat right and they, they have great places to live. I take care of them. I'll tell you a funny little story. They had some girls there visiting. It wasn't part of that home, but it was the visitors. They came in, and they were on a trip, and, and, and they were seeing some things, and, and one of the boys in that community pinched one of the girls, and took advantage of her and she came back and said what had happened and Coleman he got angry and he was driving around and she said you know there they are and he slammed on the brakes like any Georgia boy would and he threw that thing in park and he jumped out that door and there's a, another fella and I'll talk to you more about him later he's a warrior tribe and they're they're tough and and he saw what was about to happen and he didn't want Coleman getting involved in this this altercation in the middle of a, a village that might not appreciate it and he jumped out and he outran him and he went and started tattooing that guy and and Coleman came right over the top and <laughs> punched the guy and, and they just they said hey sorry they apologized and, and everything was cool and you know what those girls learned that day we'll fight for you ain't nobody gonna touch you no, sir, not on my watch. Not while Buford Church of God's here. You're not going to bless, out-bless Buford Church of God. You're going to sing me a song. We're going to build you a house. You're going you gonna to worship God right here in front of me. We're going to make sure you go to college. God is going to supply your needs through our house. He's going to take all of that. He's going to bring it to you. We're going to fight for you and take care of the needs of your life. And I'm just a speck of dust compared to the king who owns the cattle on a thousand hills the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and when you take time to say heavenly father stay with me don't leave me I don't want you to walk away from me I'll praise you you want a little hallelujah just come down just come on in take your shoes off and stay a while we'll sing another song we'll worship we'll take communion we'll fellowship just don't pass us by and what I hear going on in heaven is my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory what I hear in heaven is I'll fight your battle I'll go before you I'll be a fire by night and a cloud by day I'll be the one that lets you dwell in the secret place of the most high and abide under the shadow of the almighty a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it will not come nigh you if the devil tries to get near you I'll take him out because I go before you and you are my child somebody help me praise God in here hallelujah hallelujah so I learned from this passage in Genesis that God is Trinity Father, Son and Holy Spirit that he's not a respecter of persons. I learned from this passage that he comes to my house. And he's looking for me. That if I ascend to the mountains, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there he will find me. 
for he is my father. And I learned that he wants me to talk him into staying. And if he stays, everything's going to be all right now. Because God is in the house. Stand with me all over the house. Lift your voices and help me talk God into coming down in the sanctuary. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I praise you for the opportunity to praise you. The opportunity to extend an invitation that you come down into this sanctuary and you fellowship with us. You spend time with us. You walk with us and talk with us in the cool of the day. That we were born to fellowship together. And I ask you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would grant the diligence, tenacity, and courage to these people. That they would pursue you and chase you down. Ask you to stay amongst them. Not let you walk away. Not get rid of you. But beg you into hanging out with them. I was born to praise you. It means a lot to us that you, you're here and we don't want you to leave. Matter of fact, won't you just go home with us? You go out and eat with us. We'll get the devil out of our house and we want you to move in. Because if you're going to stand at the door and knock, we don't want it raining on you. We don't want you out there in the sunlight. We want you to come on in and fellowship for a while. We don't want you knocking at the door. We want you having a seat at the table. Come on down, Holy Ghost. And minister to your people. May you be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed when you rise and when you lay down at night. May his grace overshadow you. And his glory go before you. May his word be a fire by night and a cloud by day. May he protect you and keep you. Eliminate fear and anxiety. Heal your bodies and touch your minds and put your families together and bless you financially and bless you with favor. Bless you like he did Abraham so that you can be a blessing to all nations. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm on your face and the rains fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, May God hold you in the hollow of his hand. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed Pastor Joey's word today. To find out more about our ministry, visit bcog.me. Our services are live streamed weekly on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, you can talk to one of our pastors anytime via bcog.me messenger. See you again in the next podcast episode.